Welcome back, folks, to another episode of Business from the Bass Boat on the Serious Angler Network powered by X2 Power. And guys, today we've got an awesome show lined up. This will be the first show of 2023. Super excited to uh, bring that to you guys and hope everyone has had a good New Year, New Year's and that sort of a thing. One big reminder, it is the last day, the last day to win the Seth Fighter Daiwa Reels drawing with Omnia Fishing. That ends tonight at midnight Eastern Standard Time. So for those of you who have been slacking and not gotten in on that giveaway, please go ahead and do so today if you're wanting to win some cool reels and stuff from Omnia Fishing. But without further ado, guys, I'm excited for today's show. It's a boat company that I have had a great time following. I really like their boat, spent some time with uh, Spencer Sheffield in one on uh, Lake Champlain this year. And they came out with an announcement last week and I'm excited to talk about that today with, uh, with the man himself, the guy who brought that announcement and some of this idea to life, Mr. Chris Williams. Let's bring him in. What's going on, Chris? Oh, nothing much, man. Happy new year. Happy new year, man. We are uh, recording this here at the right before the new year, and uh, I'm excited to get into it. You're actually sitting in the boat, I believe, of all things. It is the yes. first the first model of this the new special edition release. Yes, it is. This is the first uh, the first disabled American veteran special edition. Um, you know, we had to we had to get all the logo placement right and approved for the co branding and everything, and we tried to do that on paper and. It's hard to bring to life sometimes on paper and the boss said you know what let's just build your boat and do it and get the approval and and then we'll roll it out so that's kind of what we did this year um we were planning on actually releasing it two weeks ago at uh, the dav national headquarters in Erlanger, kentucky which is a suburb to cincinnati okay and the day before all of a sudden this big snowstorm comes across ohio and starts shifting down they're gonna have rain and snow and we're like okay can be hard to do so we put it off till this week week after christmas and of course another snow come in but it came in the day before mm. so we got there there's still like six inches of snow on the ground and the roads are pretty clear we had to get out there and clean the boat up and wipe it down and get all the salt off of it with wax <laughs> it was in the 20s cold wax is freezing you know you're trying to wipe it down and but we made it and we got to release it this week and and it's been a 14 month project for me wow it was something that came to life from three friends that are all disabled veterans who all own blazer boats who all fish any everything from local tournaments to the toyota series Mm -hmm. and uh you know listening to them guys talk and seeing the things they go through to just receive the benefits that they've earned. Mm-hmm. It's just, honestly, it's kind of ridiculous what we make them go through in our country just to prove that they deserve this, you know, after they've gone to war and fought for our, our freedoms in this country. And then, then we drag them through another war just to, just to get their benefits that they earned. Yeah. And watching that, I'm like, man, we don't do enough for our veterans. I mean, there, you see so many of them out there that are struggling and just need help. You know, I think the suicide rate something like 22 a day. Um, it's crazy. It's it's just 
it's crazy that they give up and people if you don't have a friend that's a veteran that's been to war and if you if you do have one and you haven't sat and talked with them you have no idea what these people have been through for for our freedoms it's uh it's very saddening and then they come home and they uh they just want to be normal you know and to some of them they never get to be normal again uh, from the things that they went through but we we don't give them much help um so I, I started looking into things first i called my boss and i said hey i got this crazy idea hear me out i said uh, i want to build a special edition boat and i want it to be surrounded you know centered around veterans mm-hmm. giving to veterans and every one of them we build i want to give a thousand dollars to a foundation yeah and i thought he was going man you've lost your mind what are you doing yeah and he's like i like the idea he said figure it out heck yeah okay okay so i got i got his backing now i have to go figure it out and through that next stage is what really bothered me um you know i would see organizations that you know brag on how much they they give to the veterans but then when you start digging through their you know their their filings you know it's all nonprofits. it all has to be public and you start digging through it and you're like wow yeah you, you bragged about giving away a, you know giving 103 million dollars to our veterans but you didn't tell anybody about the other 270 you didn't give away and so what i learned was there's a lot of companies out there organizations that are using the names of our disabled veterans to draw our, our donations in as Americans to them and they're not doing with it what we think they are. So, so when you say that, that other number, that 270 million, where is that going? Well, there's like one company. It's like, if I remember correct, the exact numbers, like I said, it's been a 14 month process. It was like they brought in $373 million in donations and, and, uh, and earnings for the year. They gave away a hundred three million. Well, as a nonprofit, you can't profit. It doesn't mean you can't pay people well, or you can't go on trips. I see. And, and unfortunately, there's some of them out there that are paying themselves astronomical salaries. You know, um, going on all these lavish trips that is business, and they're spending all all of the donors, you know, money, all the donations. They're spending it to live a, a lavish lifestyle. And our veterans are getting a third of it, but they don't advertise the two thirds that the veterans aren't getting. Sure. So, yeah, they put a ton of money in marketing. They do a ton of marketing in in the world, and it makes you think some of these you look you look at them and go, "Wow, man, this is great. This is amazing what they're doing." And then when you, when you learn this, you're just kind of like, "Wow, I'm let down." So, we didn't want to be associated with a group like that. So you're digging into all these different organizations, trying to find the right fit. All these organizations to find the ones who are actually doing what they say they're doing for our veterans. And by talking with veterans and, you know, you'd mentioned some of these others are like, oh God, they're horrible. They don't do anything for us. It's all for themselves. Or then, you, you know, they, everybody kept leading back to, you need to look at DAB. I'm like, really? So after having three or four of them tell me to look at DAV, so I started searching, researching DAV and learned that they were like the first organization of their type after World War I to help veterans. 
They've built this organization. Um, they aren't wasteful with their spending. Um, they actually just built this new headquarters, you know, and I rolled up to this new big, beautiful building. I'm like, wow, this is nice. Wonder how this got paid for. And, and we're, you know, we're in our conversations and they're like, yeah, we sold our old rundown building and it paid for half of it. But we had these three paintings and I'm not an artist, but I can recall it was a well-known name that somebody had donated to them years ago and they put them up for auction and those paintings paid for the other half of the building. Wow. So instead of using the donations coming in to build this, you know, this beautiful building, they were finding ways not to use that to be able to build this beautiful building um, because their other building was getting old, uh, run down, and it was time for a new one. And uh, they did a wonderful job. It's got a beautiful museum in it, a um, lot of windows for the employees to, to be able to, you know, look outside and see the weather. But they did it without using the donations, without using the veterans' money. They used other funds that they were able to raise to build this building. And that just goes to show me, you know, I was like, wow, this makes me feel really good because we definitely have chosen the right company. And when we started in 2014, the way they had everything structured is a dollar donation comes in. And then with the discounts and deals that they have with, with providers, that $1 would equal $40. Hmm just because all the discounting they had. So if they, every dollar they come in was $40 worth of benefits to veterans. Okay. Since then they have been able in the last 14 months, they have been able to refine or renegotiate and get that number to $1 equals $179 of benefits. Wow. So you think about it, you give $10 to DAV, you just gave, $1,790 worth of benefits to a veteran. Yeah. There's something so small. Um, the people there, it's just been great to work with. They're actually a company that's excited to have laser boats come in, excited that we're helping, you know, we're helping their calls. Or mm -hmm. some of these others were just like, yeah, you need to guarantee me more money. And it was just, you know, so we're in the right place with the right people. Yeah. And I'm really excited about what we're going to be able to do with this program over the next who knows how many years. I mean, um, I'm already thinking about 2024. What can we do to change the program to interest more people in it? Um, DAV is going to come to the Bassmaster Classic, I believe, with us. We're oh, gonna, cool. We're going to be there in Knoxville. Uh, we got us a 20 by 40 corner booth uh, in the boat section. We'll be set up there. You guys come see us. We'll have a 615 and a 625 there. We won't have the DAV boat inside displayed. We'll have a couple others, but we will. We're shooting to have some DAV banners in there and some actual people from DAV there. Um, you know, you can come by, meet the people at DAV, understand what they're doing. Uh, the, some of the veterans, I'm sure, will be there with us. Uh, all of our pros will be there. But you can also come by and learn about DAV, and, and they'll have a, you know, a way that you can make a small donation if you want. Um, just to be able to raise raise every dollar we can raise for our veterans. Um, so what Blazer is going to do with this program as of year one is every DAV boat that we sell, we're donating $1,000. Mm -hmm. 
So every time one of the customers, a Blazer customer comes and buys a DAV boat, they're going to generate $179,000 wow. of benefits for our disabled American veterans. Wow. That's fantastic. That's nobody's ever done anything like this in the industry before. You know, there's been discount programs in the past where, you know, if you were a veteran, you brought your DD-214 papers in, you would get a $1,500 off a boat. But talking to the veterans that can actually afford today's bass boat, they would rather pay that $1,500 and have that passed on to their brothers and sisters who can't afford it. So, you know, when we were building the program, it's kind of the, you know, look, do we give them a discount or how do, how do we want to do this? And yeah. talking to the veterans, they wanted to see it passed on to those who needed it more. And so we built what I feel is, a, is an industry first. Um, and it's 100% just to help the veterans. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, we're, we're starting off with six color schemes. Yeah. Uh, we have the color scheme of mine that we released uh, yesterday. It's midnight navy blue and white with red pin lines, uh, American flag, uh, mm-hmm. hydro dip windshield, and, and Bass Boat Technologies bow mount, um, all the DAV logoing. And then we have the same package that's going to be for each division of the military. Now, it won't have a marine globe on it because I can't put that on there. But if you're a marine and you buy it and you want to put a globe on it, you have that right. Yeah. But I can give it to you in the color that that you're looking for. So, like, the marine boat is going to match the marine colors. Each one's going to match the military logos. Uh, Marines will be red with a black Z-stripe and gold pins. Okay. Navy will be navy blue with yellow pins, uh, blue angels theme. That's going to be so cool. Yeah, um, the army is uh, going to be white and black with uh, with yellow pin lines. You know, I, I went out and tried to match each one of their logos into a color scheme of a boat. And what it does is, even if you're not a veteran, just as an you know, just as an angler, an American citizen, you know, a patriot of our country that wants to support them, gives you six different color schemes of boats to be able to find a boat that you like that fits you and you can purchase this as a DAB boat and be able to, to support our veterans. That's, that's awesome. I mean, dude, like something we've been talking to the serious angler crew, we've been talking internally on what we want to do kind of as we build this platform and we've had a lot of conversations around, okay, how can we support veterans and and what's what's the best route here same thing as you we've looked at all these different organizations and it's interesting that you say that because i i remember i, I remember hearing things on the news just about and this was a couple of years ago but just about different organizations and mm-hmm. how much is really going to veterans and that sort of a thing so um man i just want to say thanks thank you chris and and the folks at blazer for actually doing something here, you know, rather than than folks talking about it and that kind of a thing. I mean, you're, you're going out putting boots to the ground and and making something happen for veterans. It's been 14 long months and, and I'll be a hundred percent honest. There's been times where I go, wow, I don't think I'm going to make this happen. Um, and you think, man, it'd be easier just to, just to quit and say, Hey, you know, we tried, didn't work, you know, move on. But you think about, it'd been easier for them veterans to quit and come back home too. Um, yeah, they, they don't quit on us. So I was like, yeah, I, yeah winners, you know, and what I'm told me earlier today is winners never quit. 
and and that's the deal is we didn't if i would have quit we never would have got here um we said i had i help help from i had help from a, a few other people in this but the majority of it i did carry on my shoulders and i am a very busy person so there was times when uh when it just looked like it'd be easier just to just quit and say hey you know we thought about it and, and walk away but at the end of the day it wasn't going to be successful we wouldn't be sitting here today at this point that we're at and i'm very excited about it um i'm i have huge huge plans for this uh if i can get some help you know on on some of this stuff on the admin side of some of this stuff yeah. my brain is full of a lot of stuff <laughs> we're gonna do we're gonna make this thing really big and you know there's been other companies reach out to me through you know the other side of the fishing industry you know not the boat side but the tackle side yeah and they've been like hey look we're on board what can we do you know we got this company this company and this company we can make these calls and they're in we want to be a part of it so we're going to make it really really big i wanted to do it for 23 awesome. but i just don't think i can mentally and physically accomplish it the way that i want to for 23. but 24 it's going to be special that's uh, awesome this here is just the just opening the door this is just getting it started for the veterans uh, i have some some things that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna speak about yet on camera but I have some things that I'm working on and it's going to take a lot of people to pull together and we pull it together. It, it can be life changing for some people, for some wow. veterans. And, and that's the goal. At the end of the day, it's to make their lives better and easier. And just to say, we thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm pretty that. excited about it. Heck yeah. Heck. And, and it, what I like about it is like you said, you have different options as the consumer to decide, hey, uh, you know, even if you're not from a military branch, 100%. Um, you can go you can go buy this special edition boat. Um, it has the DAV logo on the side, has all the the additional stuff involved. And man, the first the first one is yours. And I saw that, it, you know, Blazer posted on the Facebook page and that was fantastic, man. It turned out great. And you have the the what are you calling the American flag version one or, or I'm just calling it the, the patriotic version, man. It's uh, okay. it's good old red, white, and blue. Um, of course they're all going to have the American flag windshield and the American flag bow mounts. Yeah. Um, you know, we, I wanted it to be special where it didn't look just like another boat that we build. It's just, just a different color. I wanted sure. it to have things that the other boats don't have. Um, so, I got together with a guy out in Texas. Um, getting the hydro dipping done was a challenge. Yeah. Find really. somebody that would jump on it, get it done, at least these two pieces so we could build this project and someone who had the right flag. Mm. And it, uh, I think we went through a couple different hydro dippers that just, honestly, there weren't any help at all. And then we got to, to the gentleman that we're with now, Clark, out in, in the Corsicana area. And the first flag he did, he called me and said, man, I don't like it. He said, I'm, I'm sandblasting this off and I'm, I'm doing something different. I'm like, okay, okay. He said, yeah. I want to do this. And he showed me a picture of the actual flag we have now. And I was like, that's what I've been asking for. 
I've went all over the country asking for this and no one's been able to find it for me. Everything, mm -hmm. you know, oh, we have this and it's these little flags that are just kind of mixed in and mingled in. But you can't even tell us an American flag. Mm -hmm. I wanted stars and stripes. Yeah. And uh, he found it for me. And, and he's, it was just absolutely amazing when he sent it to me, my jaw dropped. I got really excited. He shipped it to me and uh, it got here like Saturday. I had actually gone to Houston to take my family to a football game. Okay. Um, you know, I'd been on the road, on the road, and I bought tickets to the Kansas City, Houston, Texas game. My kids uh -huh. never been to a pro game. Like, I'm going to spend a weekend with the family, just get away from work a little bit. We got home at like midnight. Okay. And before I went to bed, I came out to the garage and actually installed the windshield on the boat. I just, I had to see it. I couldn't wait any longer. I had to see it. Yeah. Because the next day I was getting up at like 4.30. Well, we got to, we got home at midnight. By the time I did this and got to bed, it was one o'clock. I slept three and a half hours and hit the road for, for Oklahoma. Oh my gosh. And then left there the next morning at 4.15 and hit the road for Pensacola. So I knew I was going to have you know a long week. And I was like, man, there's no way I can wait all week to see what this looks like. You know, I've been waiting on this piece for, for two weeks. Yeah. And so I'm out in the garage, you know, everybody's trying to get ready for bed. I'm out in the garage taking windshields off those and putting the new one on and, and it hit and I'm like, wow. So I'm taking pictures, texting all the, all the uh, veterans that, you know, have been helping me with it and, and, and mid, you know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Hey dude, look, I got the, I got the windshield. And then I start getting responses. So, you know, like never went to bed, but I was so excited just to get that piece because I knew that was going to be the piece that just pulled it all together. I mean, the red, white, and blue was sharp, but the American flag is what pulled it all together. And that's what I think is going to be so cool about this with that being standard on all of these special edition boats. It's like, imagine going to the boat ramp, man, and you see another one, you know, whether it be a different branch, whatever it may be, but that American flag console. When, when you see it, you know that they they gave as well, just like you did. Mm -hmm. So you know that, that they bought and supported the veterans, and that's you know, it's not something that we plan on just doing for twenty twenty three. It's something we plan on doing as long as as DAB and Blazer can keep the relationship where it is and 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 continue to grow it. Um, so I hope that someday when you pull up at a, you know. You and I fish the Toyota series all the time, man. It's going to be yeah. awesome to be not the only one there with the DAB boat like you're going to be this year, you know. You know, we pull up at Grand. I'm going to be the only one that has one. Yeah. But next year when I pull up, I hope there's five or ten more there. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, and I think it's cool, too, because especially in this first year, people are going to see that um, and ask questions, right? The folks who aren't who aren't seeing this online and and uh, seeing the release, right? But they're going to ask, and then you get to explain what it is, and just bring more awareness and everything else to DAV yeah. and everything. We're doing a lot of video stuff, mm -hmm. um, you know, to release on all social media platforms to explain the program, explain DAV, explain Blazer, what we're doing. Uh, but still, at the end of the day, there's there's people that won't see it. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, social media is huge, but there's still people that won't see it. So being at the boat ramps, um, you know, the last couple of years with COVID and, you know, I, I, I lost my mom this this year. 
Um, my fishing has really slowed down the last two years between work and family. And uh, this year, I, I'm, I'm going to try to get back to doing what I used to do. You know, um, I'm starting it off uh, January 1. I'm going fishing. That's so um, I'm pretty excited to get out there and go fishing, but just to be on the water for people to see the boat. And, and you know, I hope they ask questions, you know. Man, where'd you get that flag? Well, it's special. Yeah. It's special because it's this boat special. And this is why this boat's special. And, um, you know, people are going to see that, that Bass Boat Technologies mount. You know, Van Foster is an awesome man. I yeah. called Van. I said, look, man, this is what I'm trying to do. Can you send me a mount that hadn't been powder coated yet? And he's like, hadn't been powder coated yet? Well, why, why do you want it not powder coated? Because I'm going to do something special with it. Yeah. And this is what I'm going to do. He's like, oh, Okay. And we send it to the plant or to your house. I said, no, send this to my house. Okay. So I've got dual 12s mounted here on my console on a BBT mount. He shipped that to the plant. He shipped my other one to the house. And I shipped it to Texas. And, you know, them guys, they're hydro dip guys. We had to send pictures. This is how the mount goes. So they would know how to, how to hydro dip it to where the top and bottom piece matched. Sure. And it came out phenomenal. Um, but, you know, my hat's off the band Foster because he didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know, um, he, he could have said, well, no, nah, you know, we got this process like I've heard before is, you know, we have a process and, you know, it's, it's just too hard to pull something out. that's not been coded, but Van is no questions asked. Absolutely. Um, so, and, and that's probably why he's one of the most successful in the industry and been around longer than most is because, he does he does help his customers out and he's a very good person so um he sent me that and that bbt mount's going to be on every one of them hit uh, a lot of them that are ordered for like stock boats for dealers will go out with the single bridge mount and then you'll have the you know custom order stuff that have the option of the double stack mount sure but right now as we speak today going into 2023 before the boat was even released had 10 boats pre-ordered from dealers that just said, hey, order me one. I want to be a part of it. Wow. So if you think of that, that's almost $1.8 million in benefits for veterans, and we just released it. So, you know, my goal was, man, I think we can we, – I know I can do at least 10 of them. Yeah. But now that we, we've hit that 10 already, just starting out, I'm going, man. Pre-orders, you got 10. Yeah, yeah. Let's – and we need to hit 20. I like you know, it. That's, that's my goal. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited. It's, it's, it's breathed some light in, uh, in for me for sure. Um, got me fired up and excited and that's a good thing. I work harder when I'm excited about something. Uh, and, and we're going to get awesome. out there and see what we can do to help these veterans. Awesome, man. And, and it's available in both a 650 and a 625? 650 and 625. Um, any engine combinations, which you know mine. Oh, yeah. Definitely got a Yamaha SHO on the back of it. <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm a Yamaha guy. Uh, Same. But uh, it is available in Yamaha, Mercury, or Suzuki, 625, 650, single console, dual console, either one. So um, I, I look forward to Look forward to seeing them out on the water. Heck yeah. Yeah. Well, for those folks who haven't, and we'll definitely um, 
get back to this at the end of the show too, but go check it out on Blazer's Facebook page. Um, Chris did a great job with the release last week and, and everything with it. And uh, you can get a really good uh, view of the boat and the, and the DAV additions. And they talk with DAV there at, at their headquarters. So cool deal for sure. Yeah. And we're going to do a lot of pictures, you know, I'm already gearing up, uh, get the camera ready. We're going to do a lot of photos of this boat. We're going to do a lot of videos, a lot of walkthroughs, a lot of explanations on why, you know, it has this bow mountain or this logo, etc. Um, we're going to, we're going to let everybody know exactly what we're doing and what it's for. So, yeah, I think other than the American flag, one of my favorite things. Yeah. The whole boat is this right here. Look at that. It's the uh, disabled American veterans. Just your screen going. Let's see if we can do this. So that says it all right there. So the seal that's uh that's like my probably my other than the flag windshield that's that's my favorite part of the boat i love it i love it man well i i just uh i think it's such a cool thing and the second i heard that you guys were doing that it's like man we got to get some awareness about this on the show and well, and uh, and hear about it and and when you first told me about this a while back i didn't know you know what what it exactly meant and what it was going to be and it's uh it's turned out cool cooler than i ever thought and uh, a bigger deal um, yeah we thought we were gonna do it get it done for last year but it just it didn't work and i remember telling you look when, when my boat releases this year you need to get on board with this and then it didn't happen and and it took you know it took a, you know another year to, to make it happen but i'm glad you guys are uh, are taking the time to to talk about it and and you know help educate everyone about what we're doing yeah and it's bringing some awareness. So that's, that's awesome, Chris. And, um, again, thanks for, thanks for doing that. Like you said, our veterans, um, aren't treated fairly in my opinion in, in our country. Um, and, uh, it's a big deal and, and, and we all have the ability to help in some manner and, um, and, and you certainly are, are doing so, uh, with blazer boats. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Well, dude, let's get a little bit into motors, boats, sales i mean outlook on the boat market we've had a rocky end to 2022 here a lot of finance talk a lot of gosh you know interest rates are going up by three quarters of a point then half a point and and things are moving um what's your what would out of 10 right now as we sit here january one or whatever it's going to be first week of january what's your like on a scale of one to ten how hot is the boat market in your eyes sitting today with your role at Blazer Boats? How hot is it or how hot does it want to be? Um, Let's hear both. Explain that a little bit. Um, It wants to be a 10. There's a whole lot of people that are still hot on the boat market. Mm. You know, I think COVID brought a lot of people to understand what we have in our country to enjoy, Mm. you know, um, all those people that used to run for the beach or for the cruise line or to Paris or to, you know, their, their foreign vacation that couldn't, then they learn another thing about our country. So, you know, what our, our nature that we have here that we can provide, what you can do in our country to vacation and enjoy yourself. And that really grew the boat market and, and it grew it at a rate that none of us could even keep up with. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what the interest rates have done and the fuel prices is it's brought the market back to a halt a little bit. Okay. Um, there's a lot of people worried. I'm not really concerned. Look, those two years were awesome. They worked me to death. It's over. We're going back to normal. Hmm. And what you're going to see here is those who knew, know how to work with customers and, and sell product will still move product, just like a car lot or, or any other business that, that's in sales. Sure. Those who I think those that struggle that are going to struggle are going to be the ones who started their business right before COVID. And they think that that COVID business was normal mm-hmm. because it was n- in no way, shape, form, or fashion normal business. It's, uh, you know, back then it got to the point is there wasn't enough boats. So dealers at that point, they were pricing a boat. Here it is. If you want it, that's what it costs you. Take it or leave it. Not much work right, going into selling one. Exactly. Yeah. That's gone. You yeah. know, if you're a dealer and that's how you've operated for the last two years, and that's the only thing you know because you're new in business. Stop. You got it, it, it's it's over. Yeah. That will, you know, I know of a dealer right now that hasn't sold a boat in a month, and in the last five months he's only sold three boats, and two of them were little small aluminum rigs. That's uh, that's a struggle. Um, yeah. But it, then the next dealer over for him, he's cranking them out. You know, on a steady basis. Is he, is he, does he have stuff in stock? Yeah. He has boats in stock, some we haven't had in two years, but he's still selling boats because he knows how to work with customers, make them a deal that is, is good for everyone and, and be able to move the product down the road. This guy gets his new boat. He's happy. Yeah. You know, what interest rates have been going up three and a half percent. Um, I think, you know, we've been at abnormally low interest rates for years. Sure. Yeah. Um, some of these interest rates, you know, I think about when I bought my first house and I think I paid like nine, four, nine percent on my mortgage, my first house. Right. Just how old I am. You know, that's 30 <laughs> years ago. Um, and, and everybody's like, oh, God, mortgage rates are through the roof. They're seven and a half percent. Yeah, it's, it's higher than what we've been used to in many years. Sure. Um, and and I want them to see it go down. And eventually, they're going to come down. Sure. And I tell people, if you find the boat that you want, don't let an interest rate stop you from, from buying what you want. Because you may save money in the interest rate in the long run by not buying it now. Mm-hmm. But the price of boats increases every year. Substantially, um, these last couple of years. In the last couple of years, with inflation and and supply chains, it has been more than than I've ever seen in in my history, um, as far as the percentages that that it's increased yearly. Yeah. Um, but boat prices are. Oh, I'm gonna wait till the boat prices come down. They're not gonna come down. No. I mean, it's just my honest opinion. They're not gonna come down. They may go. You know, dealers are going to work with you on pricing. They're not going to be hitting everybody at full MSRP. Um, they're going to work with people at prices and, and make deals and sell product. But we're not going to drop back down to a $50,000 boat. And, no. the, and the reason why we're not is because the suppliers that we buy our stuff from, they're going, wow, they bought it at that price. So we just want to increase our price anymore. 
we'll hold it at this price even though our price went down and we'll raise our margins without ever raising the price. So the suppliers are not going to lower their prices. Well, there's if they don't lower their prices, then we can't lower our prices. So, yeah. you know, I hope we see it stabilize and stop this large increase that we've been seeing over the last two years. Yeah. But I don't ever see it going down. And I may be wrong, but I've just, you know, in the past, I remember once again, I'm showing my age here, <laughs> Chevrolet come out with the new body style. I think it was 1989 the Chevrolet truck. It was $20,000. And I remember going, wow. Man, nobody's going to pay $20,000 for a truck. Because back then, a pickup truck was ten dollars to $12,000. Of course, most of them didn't have air conditioning. They had vinyl seats, vinyl floors, and you know, window vents, you know. Yeah. But, and this thing was loaded out. It was $20,000. Man, they're never going to sell those things. And now we're paying 70, 80, 90. Some people are paying 100000 Oh, yeah. For a pickup truck. So, trucks didn't go back down any. Uh, that's just a fact of life. I mean, that's, that, that's, there's an economic theory there, man. Um, I remember learning about it too in college. Mm -hmm. It's like there's a, there's a, um, you know, prices, especially on like vehicles, boats, things like that, but on everything, they're quick to rise when there's a supply chain issue and everything and they, and they skyrocket up, but they never drop again. They might flatline and they might drop a little if certain things happen, but like it, they never go down nearly as much as they have gone up. And that's yeah. just the way it is. No. And, and I think, like I said, I, I feel a lot of that is due to supplies, you know, the suppliers, mm -hmm. they've increased their, their profits. Now, you know, they've increased their prices to a point that even though now their cost is dropping some, no one will complain if they leave their cost, their price here. Mm -hmm. So their, their cost can drop. They just raised their gross profit 10% and never had to raise their price again. And they can just hold them flatline. They can tell people like Blazer Boats or Chevrolet or whoever they're dealing with and supplying is, look, we're not going to increase our prices anymore. And we're going to go, yes, finally. <laughs> we can make a price book and I can send to a dealer and he'll be able to price out boats for people and not instead of me having to do it every day. Um, and that's what the last two years have been is, every day i'm pricing boats for dealers because the prices are changing and, and you got to call them that we can't we can't keep up yeah and then you got to say hey man i know i told you this price but uh if it, you order after january 1 it's another 10 percent. like <laughs> you know well, one thing that we've we prided ourselves on and, and I, I i praise our owner for uh -huh. is if a price increase came out on say January 1st okay, and a customer had put a deposit on his boat, say on December the 20th. Yep. His boat, it's going to cost us more to build his boat, but we're honored those prices that what the day they put their deposit in and ordered their boat. That's awesome. I know there's been some manufacturers and I mean, as a dealer, I, I looked at it as a fact as a dealer is how do you sell somebody a boat and then call them back and say, Hey, your boat's being built it's going to cost you an extra eight grand. I mean, that's horrible customer service. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't dream of it. It's a bad um, feeling. And it's a whole, and it, and it puts the dealer in a hard spot it too, man. It's dealer in a hard spot. Yeah. It puts a bad taste for your company and the customer's name. And I can tell you right now, if I had one of your 
20 years older and you know i've been waiting six months you call me back and say hey they're building your boat bad news is you owe me another eight grand i'd say hey guess what i'm gonna call my attorney and i'm gonna get my deposit back and you can keep that boat yeah um that's just that's you agree on something you agree on something my grandfather always taught me a man is only as good as his word yeah um, and i've tried to live life by that have i been 100 percent perfect no but i'm gonna tell you it makes life a lot easier sometimes it cost me but you know financial cost is one thing versus the reputation that's going to carry you through life and uh and our owner has been he's been really good about honoring those prices um you know if a customer put a deposit and ordered a boat and we had a price increase before it got built that customer's price was honored yeah um, and that's we're going to continue to do that as, as far as i know um you know um that's and of course that's been hard for us too because we lost profit building their boat because the prices went up but at the same time we did what was right in our yeah. eyes so in the long run i think that's that's how you build a, a lasting brand and business and um and a reputation for yourself right like that's 100%. that's that's what you need to do um to do things right and it'll it'll in the long run pay dividends um well and uh and you know what i I want to say that other than brand awareness, I, I think our customer service has really stepped up in the last five years to the point that people are worrying about it. I mean, our, our bass boat growth is probably 10,000% the last five years. Wow. Uh, it's, uh, it's just unreal. And we've actually had to hold back the last couple of years from lack of getting, getting motors and, that's getting better and you know i'm i'm really looking forward to the next couple of years because um blazers and boats is i have one goal and that's to be recognized as one of the top boat bass boat brands in the country um there's a lot of good brands out there some, some good quality boats mm -hmm. i just want to be right there with them and i'm i'm not one to quit so i like it i like it well and, and i think uh, that you're you're right man i mean Blazers making an absent absolute name for themselves, and um, you see them. I see them more and more, and uh, uh, I, I agree. You hear a lot of good things from the customer service perspective, and it's cool to see that too. Just from when you and I met, the growth that you guys have had in just a short couple of years. Um, from that perspective, it's been it's well, been cool to watch. I think that's you know a lot of that has. You know, I go back to, to our pro staff. We do one person at a time. We do, we pick the right person. You know, this is released after the first of the year. Yep. So while we're recording it, there's one out there that no one knows about yet. I know, I know. And man, it's just that final piece to that puzzle. And I feel that our growth has been because we put these right pieces to the puzzle together and when you have pros that go and demo a customer that'll stay behind an extra day at a tournament trail you know at the end of a tournament just to go demo a customer for you then you know you have the right people um there's i'm not going for that superstar prima donna that that doesn't want to do anything and thinks that you know just his name carries 
enough weight. We look for family members. We're family all. I want you to care about selling boats and growing this company as much as I care about it as an angler. And that's what we've built. Um, and I feel a lot of our success has been that um, hard work from the guys at the plant, uh, from, you know, the new owner, uh, Keith and Lonnie, some people still don't know. They, you know, three years ago, Lonnie was, was ready to retire. Uh, Keith Kraft was ready to work a couple more years. They sold it to a friend of theirs and his wife. Um, they took over about three years ago. Keith stayed on board and he retired in June. But Keith and Lonnie, great guys. They built Blazer to what it is today. But with Michael coming in and purchasing it, he's younger. He wants to grow. He's not comfortable. Um, he wanted to bring Blazer into the future. So he's done things that have made it, you know, producing better quality boats, producing, you know, boats in a better timely fashion. Um, he's brought in things that, you know, for the employees, the different benefits, just to make the whole package better. So by doing this, everybody has done their part yeah and that's what's grown blazer boats to what it is today uh you know our pros work hard they do you know they go and do extra things you know i have pros come and sometimes goes hey man you know i'm gonna be down in the beaumont you know texas rain area and and we got that dealer down there county home let's do a meet the pros day down there for them you know and so next thing you know there's jason lambert and t roy bruce are doing a meet the pros um you know guys you know my guys are great about that stuff you know they all worked a, a boat show in monroe louisiana you know their last day of practice for the mlf event down there they rotated some come in the morning some come in the evening and they took turns and come and work the boat shows and give up you know give up actual practice time i'm like look i know you didn't get much practice time if you want the practice time they're like absolutely not i'll be here you know so wow those are the things i think that have grown blazer is because everybody is working in the same direction with the with the same plan and that's to put as many people in the seats of these boats as we can to show them what the product is yeah um you know that's that's the biggest thing is if i can't get you in a seat for a ride even if you don't want to buy a boat right now i've driven eight hours for a test ride with someone i knew that did not want to buy a boat for the next two years <laughs> just to show him what this boat was and then two years later you get the phone call and says hey man i'm ready yeah so you know we, we're invested in the future but uh you know just so everybody knows we're, we're recording this the last week of, of december i've been waiting i've been working on a deal with a young angler for a year that's a friend of mine we finally got the deal done and i've had to wait till new year's day to release it so we can go ahead and talk about it. We can. It's a day after. Mr. Zach Burge. Dude, I was wondering. 625. I was wondering who, and that was my first thought. So that is running a 625. That's yep. awesome, man. Yep, he's pretty excited. Uh, you know, we're friends. He and Lambert are friends. There's been some times where Lambert's hurt his feelings in some rough water conditions over the past few years. You know, I call Lambert and I'll say, Hey, make sure you pass Zach today. The wind's going to be blowing. You, know? <laughs> and, you better, um, and, and, you know, I just kind of just teased him along for a few years, you know, until I felt like we were at the point where we could support Zach Birch being there. Yeah. And, uh, 
and then I, I called him one day and I'm like, Hey, what do I have to do to have you as part of the team? Yeah. And he was, he was pretty shocked. Um, he had been with one boat company all his life, a great boat company. Can't take anything away from it. But, uh, Zach had become like family to, to me and our pro staff and our family, you know, he traveled with some of our guys. Um, it was just the right fit for him and for us. And, and we are super excited. I feel like, you know, the, the puzzle's complete. Um, we, we have, you know, Jason Lambert, Spencer Sheffield. Uh, we've got Cliff Crochet, Dean Rojas, Cole Harris, Zach Burge, Cody Meyer. We don't have a huge team. Stout, though. But if you look at it, I'll put it up against anybody's. Yeah, we got three world record holders. I mean, uh, title champions. I mean, we have a lot of trophies. No doubt. So, so I would, uh, I, I feel like that we have the right people. That's awesome, man. No, you're, you're dead on. I think, uh, I think that you look at the Blazer team and, um, you just, you just follow along with these guys, Spencer Sheffield and uh, all of them, but it, you just see these blow up anglers right now. And it's cool to see, um, the hard work going into kind of getting those guys. And, and like you said too, I think something I take away just in this industry in general is, you know, you may have had that conversation with Zach or with Cody, whoever it may be two, three years ago, you know, and just like plant that seed. And then, and then things finally kind of work into where something actually happens. Well, it, it has to be at the right time for everybody involved. You know, uh, there's been a lot of conversations with a lot of different people over the years that just haven't involved um, some very big name people that, in the industry that, you know, could have probably moved the needle a whole lot at that point in time. But I didn't feel like that they were the right person for the long term for the team. You know, we've got some great young guys coming up, too, to, as the older guys, you know, will uh, eventually retire out at, who knows how long that'll be. Um, but we got young guys coming up, you know, Cole Harris and Braxton Setzer and, and Spencer. Um, you know, Spencer's in his early thirties, uh, Zach's in his early thirties. You know, these guys have a long time to long time to fish. So try to have a little bit of diversity in the team, you know. Yeah. Um, you you've gotta have the young guys, the young guns that are come up in commerce because some at some point in the future they're going to be the old guys. Sure. So, of course, by the time that happens, I'll be too old to care about it. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll, yeah, you'll be, you'll be just fishing every day, doing whatever you want. Yeah. Another 20 years, and I'll have me a John boat in a pond somewhere in the middle, <laughs> in the middle of, a, you know, of a field, you know, away from everybody probably. <laughs> you need Blazer to build you a, a little tiny boat that you can get somewhere way back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, all these boats – you know, 625 to get way back, you know. Dude, I, you that know, fully, I like those 625s a lot. I've always been a small boat guy. I think well, that thing's it's uh, cool to hear Zach's going to be running one of those. Yeah, he's going to be running 625. Um, he traveled with T-Roy Broussard last year on the Alpens. And yeah. A few times T-Roy hurt his feelings down at, uh, where were the, I think, Toho's where they were at last year starting off. Okay. They are trying to get in these little skinny ponds and, T-Roy had to run in the pond with the 625 and throw Zach a rope, tie it to his, to his bow ring and drag him in the pond. He couldn't get in the pond and he was getting stuck. And 
Um, so I was enjoying every bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you just like you just like hurting Zach's feelings when it comes down to it. That's all you oh, like. Oh, you know, we we <laughs> leaned on him for a year. We've got a group text, you know, that with a bunch of us, uh, a bunch of the, our pros and a uh, couple of dealers that are you know that are friends with them. And yeah, man, this thing goes day and night. And you can't yeah. if your feelings are on your sleeves, you probably want to delete the text. Message. Yeah, get out of the group now. Get out of the group now. <laughs> um, I mean, it's so hilarious that you know Ricky Bodsford, a friend of ours from Bass Three Sixty Five that has a podcast. Yeah. He's like, hey, I don't want to say anything, but just put me in the group. I want to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because you get T Roy and Cody Meyer, they're probably the most hilarious going back and forth at it, and we pick on each other. We have a great time. But that, I think that's what that what you know that builds the the friendships and oh, heck relationships. Yeah. And when you do that, then you know you're going to work together and work harder for the same thing to make sure that you don't you don't let each other down. So and that's what's give that, each other hard time. I, and I think that that's uh I mean that's that's a part of it of everything, right? He's giving each other a hard time. I know that's how some of my best relationships have been made. And and what's cool though about the Blazer size of pro staff is when you're in that smaller group deal, um, I feel like you have guys cheering each other on, you know, being each other's biggest fans, what, what, regardless of what tour they're fishing, versus when you're on a pro staff with 150 people or, you know. You know, yeah, you know prime example, Hunter Bogman, great friend of mine, Blazer pro staff, probably the greatest story in bass fishing history, wins so Truman, Toyota Series, the whole time my phone's blowing up, the guy's going, heck yeah, go Hunter, go Hunter. He's, he's got a bag today. You know, everybody's just rooting him on. Yeah. You know, everybody from Lambert and Cody Meyer and, you know, and Burge and all these guys are rooting him on from all levels. It's just, you know, you, you have that small family group and, and we all want to see each other succeed and we're all there to support each other and help each other. And, uh, I think next year is going to be really cool. Um, yeah, Jason Lambert has left BPT. He's going to fish all nine bass offense, try to qualify. Yep. He, uh, he had some wins late in the year, uh, a BFL uh, super tournament and, and some other stuff that I can't discuss on um, you know, at this time. But he, he's, he's had some stuff to really get him back excited about fishing. Cool. Um, you know, we know him. He's a big fish guy. He goes and catches the five biggest fish he can find. Yeah, and watch out for him at the ledge derby. My gosh, going out and catching you know as many two pounders as you can catch a day is just not his deal. Um, so he's excited to get back to five fish derbies, an opportunity to go go to the Bassmaster Elites. Probably going to see more more dedication out of him this year than you've ever seen in his life. Um, just because the Bassmasters is that important to me. So, uh, you know, and then, you know, Spencer's first year on the BPT. Um, it's it's going to be big. It's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. I know you and I had talked, but I got the opportunity to fish behind Spencer uh, at Champlain. <laughs> as a co-angler. Behind him. <laughs> well, my poor guy. gosh, dude. Like, I have uh, – you can see um, how dangerous he is. Like it, it was, it was uh, eye-opening for me 
uh, and and worth the trip going to Champlain for that reason. Uh, it, it is something special to watch that guy fish. You know, people, a lot of people don't understand when I tell them, try to tell them how special he is. I've been in the boat with a lot of these guys over the years, fishing co-angler, tour, to Toyotas and Costas as co-anglers, fishing against the guys, the boat company, just going and fishing. Yeah. He's one of the most talented guys I've ever been in a boat with. Same. Just a natural talent. I think The, the most talented I've water. ever been in a boat with anybody. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I told people when he was trying to make his comeback a few years ago, I told the guys, like, he's – He's Kevin Van Dam good. <laughs> Whatever. There's no way. He, yeah. he may be good, but he's not Kevin Van Dam good. He's Kevin Van Dam good. And, I mean, and, and that's a compliment to him and Kevin. Um, he's that good. He understands. He can break down a lake so fast that it's, it is scary. And when he gets it broke down, it's, you know, Traveling with him on the Toyota series is, a, you know, it's a great thing. But then there's some days it really hurts your feelings. You know, you'll go out and think, man, I had, a, I had a great day. You know, I caught at 12, 14 solid bites, you know. I think it's, you know, going to be a solid derby, you know. And you're sitting there, get back to the condo. And everybody's getting ready for dinner. And Spencer comes in. And he's like, God, dude, they were just absolutely freaking biting today. And you're like, yeah, man, I had a good day. And he's like, really? You did too? I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like. Man, I caught 87 today, and you're like, Dude. oh, my God, I only caught 14. And it's uh, – and, and, you know, the first <laughs> – when you first get to know Spencer, you're like, yeah, 87. Whatever. Yeah. And then you go fish with him one day, and you're like oh, – He does this he all the time. He caught 87. He caught 87. And that's ridiculous. That's that's what was so cool about the um, the experience was like – this dude, I mean, like, he's like, hey, this first area, we're going to go there. It's going to it's gonna be hot and heavy. It's going to be so fast. It's going to be awesome. Like, just get ready. On Champlain, I understand it's Champlain and, and this and that, but I am not one to put fish back. In, I mean, unless it's a real small fish that I know is not going to. Dude, he's throwing it back a three-and-a-half-pounder before he had a limit. That's how confident he was. I mean, he he literally puts a three and a half pounder in the boat. I'm like, nice. That's like a, that's a good start. Like, I mean, three and a half pounder, like anywhere in the country, that's a good that's a good fish. Yeah. He's like, Oonk. and I was like, whoa, we are in for something. And then it, <laughs> and then it was, man. It was just a show. And uh, to see what he did on the West Coast this year, or heading out to uh, Lake Mojave, yeah. I mean, awesome. Once I saw that he was going to that, I've been able to fish there one year in the fall, similar to where they did the, the open or the U S open this year. And, uh, I was like, Oh, they're in trouble. Like you after know, watching him on Champlain, I was like, yep, here we go. He, he told me, he called me in practice. I'm man, he said, I think I can win this thing. And then like the last day of practice, I called him about something. He wasn't even practicing. Like, what? You're not practicing. He's like, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm good. I'm like, <laughs> Dude, if you don't do good, and then he goes out there and he finishes second by, you know, by just a little bit. And I'm just like, how do you do it? You know, dude, it's, he's a one percenter. Like that's, you know, like when you, like you said, Kevin Van Dam, good. Like there's like, there's those guys out there um, that, like you said, almost is a little disheartening to the vast majority of anglers. Because once I saw his level and then you're like okay it makes sense with the brandon polonix right the jacob wheelers like 
there's there's a level out there that's like that. Not to say they didn't work for every bit of it, but like, oh yeah, I, you know, the re- everyone else was fighting to be in below that. Like, I hate to say it, but there's there's a level that is ridiculous. One hundred percent, and you know, Spencer worked for every ounce of his mm-hmm. um, countless hours, you know, on the water. I mean, the things that he went through to make it back after you know after going through his his personal stuff in life and yeah. pretty much lost everything. And he didn't ask anybody to give it back to him. He went and earned it. And I mean, honestly, the guys in Arkansas were absolutely excited when Spencer made it back on tour. Thank God he's yeah, gone. Like, oh. <laughs> you know, because, you know, this is the last year. He's like, I'm, he said, my goal is to win angler of the year in everything I fish. So he fished the BFLs, Mr. Bass of Arkansas, Trader Bills, and Arkansas Bass Team Trail. He won three AOIs out of four of them. And the fourth one, he missed like by four ounces. Dude, that's wild. And you're sitting here just like, he was serious. He's going to win Angler of the Year and everything he fishes. Oh, and he won like two championships on top of that. Wow. Um, it, and it, it's just insane. Everybody was like, you know, God, I'm ready for Spencer to leave. Even, even the good anglers that were doing good, they were ready for him to go do something different. You know, um, I always like fishing against him because it makes me practice harder. It makes me focus and work harder. I think, you know, and that's, you know, you see it so much. We were reading some rules to a tournament the other day. And actually when we were up for the DAV deal, we were at dinner the other night. One of the guys goes through and he's going to fish this little local tournament series, you know, just for some fun and practice because they won't let me fish. I'm like, why? He's like, well, they consider if you paid more than $500 in an entry fee as a pro. Hmm. So since I fish three Toyota series a year at $1,700 a piece, I'm a pro now. And I can't fish this tournament. Oh, geez. I mean, and they do that because people are so scared to fish against these guys. But we fish against them all the time in the Toyota series. Yeah. And there's times they beat us, times we beat them. You, you the got local guy that fishes all the time on that lake is way more dangerous than that pro that's coming in that's never fished it or he's only fished it three times in his life. I'm more worried about that local stick than I am, you know, any of these pros coming in. Yeah. And and so the local anglers, you know, they need to look at it. I've been fishing this lake every day or every week for the last six months, and this guy's been in New York. You know, yeah, is he good? Yeah, he's good. But if I get out there and practice, then I can beat him. Any given Sunday, man. Any man can be beat on any, any given day. Mm-hmm. So these tournament trails out here that are doing this, you know, no pro stuff, you're, you're really hurting yourself. I think so too. I I've never liked that concept. Um, I mean, you're, you're missing out on the opportunity to, for your fishermen to make themselves better. And I know the tournament directors, they do it because the other fishermen cry. Sure. Oh, fair, you know, so-and-so come out and he's a pro. He puts his pants on the same way you and I do. Yep. Yep. You know, <laughs> I do. I'm, I, yeah, I, that's, uh, that's something I've, I've always had a problem with. I like how like Alabama team trail is like, man, bring everybody, bring all you yeah. got. Like, you know, I like that stuff. I've always yeah. thought of that way. 
we had one, uh, you know, a team trail here in Arkansas, no pros from this level up. You know, if you were, you know, true professional angler, no pros. Okay. But then we had a couple pros that had been a long time BASS and FLW pros that had retired a year and a half ago and they're fishing it. Oh, because, because they retired. No longer pros. They, yeah. Yeah. The knowledge is just gone. <laughs> yeah. And then a pro for 40 years, they didn't forget how to fish. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's just crazy. Let, yeah. let everybody fish and let's all have fun and become friends and, and learn from each other. You know, I've learned a ton from Spencer just traveling with him and hanging out with him. No, he's not going to tell you, you go down here to the third third cove on the left and throw this bait under this dock and catch fish. But he gives you an idea of, hey, man, at 2 o'clock today, I was catching them in four foot of water. They went shallow. So if you start struggling in the afternoon, think about that. You know, put it, put it in the back of your mind. You know, and, and so when you're out there and you're like, okay, my deep bite quit. It's about 2 o'clock. I'm going up shallow. Yeah. You know, Spencer's catching them shallow. I'm going up shallow. And you go up there and you're like, wow, how'd I miss this? You know, I missed it for two days. But these guys, you know, the pros, the majority of them, and they're awesome guys. Oh, yeah. That's and, what that's what's cool. They they want everybody to have fun. They want everybody to catch fish. Dude, he and, was an open book. He told me every. He's like, look, this is why I do this. This is why. I mean, it was just like, you know how um, – especially at like on the, on the co-angler side, it's like, you don't know if you should, there's some guys you don't really want to talk some. And I've been on the, on the pro side, right. Switch roles. And I don't really want to talk cause I'm not having a good day. Yeah. Here's somebody who's like, yeah, man, fire away. Shoot. Any question you got, what do you got? And it was just all day. And it was, yeah. it was cool. It's guys yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. You're like, like, all right, you know what? Honestly, let's just get the phone. I'll just record. I just, I'm here to learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, and that's, you know, you never know who you're going to get in your boat. You never know how they're going to act or how you're going to get along. Sure. And, you know, I've had those ones that you pull into a place and say, hey, man, I you know, just use a good area for me. And you're pulling up to fish a certain dock. And before you can grab your trolling motor handle, they're hollering net because they jumped up on the back deck, casted their crankbait over your head, you know, and you're just like, wow, Really? really? Yeah, you know, I'm giving you plenty of room to fish, but then you have that guy that's just phenomenal. Um, you know, I had a guy last year I drew from California and flew out to LOZ um, to fish oh, California, cool. and you know, I was like, "Well, what made you come all the way to the Lake of the Ozarks in the freaking winter?" Yeah. And he's like, "Because I wanted to learn more about bass fishing out here." He said, "I wanted to learn," and I was like, "I respect that. It's awesome." Yeah, heck yeah. Well, we got out there that day and. I was I was fishing some current fish and some shallow and, and some little deep cuts, little short cuts on the main lake close to the dam. Uh-huh. And most people don't think about a lake like that being a current deal, but when you're close to the dam and that dam kicks on, the current is pulling down there. Those shad will pull up out of the current, and when they pull up, the bass pull up. Yeah. So we were under our first spot nothing it's just dead calm there's no wind I'm like god and all of a sudden i hear beep, beep, beep. and i'm like okay get ready It'll give it about 15 minutes and i went fish this second spot still dead 
was like, okay, it's time to go. And I had a school of like two and a half, three pounders on this one point. And then there's a little cut inside there that I knew had a lot of potential. And uh, so I'm running to this point and there's a boat out there on it. He's, he's kind of out wide facing the other way. I was like, well, I'm going to go on in and fish my cut. So I'm in there. I'm 100 yards away. Second cast, catch a three-pounder. He does a 180. And here he comes on the trolling motor. I'm like, no, no, not uh, today, not today. Uh, yeah, I'm 100, 150 yards in here in this cut, fishing the cut. You're out there fishing the point. You need to stay on the point. Yeah. So I started working my way back out, you know, just kind of just yeah. to hold him off the spot. Sure. And he gets in there and he goes, you're a little late for the party. It's like, no, it looked like perfect time. He goes, well, I've already seen a six-pounder out there today. And I was like, good for you, buddy. Good yeah. for you. And we're sitting there fishing, and he's still trying to make this small talk, and it's not working. And he finally goes back out on the point. When he does, I roll to the inside of the other point. And in seven casts, I caught a 496, a 409, a keeper, and a short fish. And my co-anger caught a, caught a keeper. Wow. I mean, it was just bam, bam, bam. It was Going phenomenal. Down. And yeah. My co-angler is sitting there fishing. He goes, man, that guy can't fish. I said, what do you mean? He's like, he'll go jerk. And he looks over his shoulders. See what you're doing. He'll jerk. He'll look over his shoulders. And that's we. you came to, from California to learn a lesson. You just learned the best lesson in life. Yeah. Never let anyone mentally get in your head on the water. I said, that guy's done. He won't catch anything the rest of the day. And sure enough, he weighed in that six pounder and a keeper. That day. <laughs> and... I told him that's the best lesson learned. I said, you know, you see how I just kind of, you know, laughed it off. Boy, I'd love to have the six pounder. If I'd have had six pounder, I'd have been leading on day one. Yeah. And I said, I love to have the six pounder, but I didn't. It wasn't my fish to catch. I'm not going to harp over it. It's already caught, you know, move on. Yeah. And, uh, and the kid's like, man, you know, that's, I never thought about that, but that's, that's definitely awesome to learn course the next day on my earlier boat flight so i just went straight there sit down he yeah. rolled in that morning i was like morning how are you <laughs> you know <laughs> he's over there trying to figure out god how long has he been here how many has he caught you know yeah and i just sat there all day and uh it was it was pretty hilarious but that's there's, awesome there's a lot of things to be learned out there and you know if you're fishing co-angler side be respectful to your boater yeah Co-angry, I understand you spent $500 to be there, but you're talking about a boater that spent $1,700. He's probably spent $500 in fuel that week. He's yeah. been there for a week practicing. He's paid for a condo for a week. He's, you know, you're, you're, he's in it three, four thousand dollars deep. You're in it seven fifty, eight hundred. Yep. Um, you know. My guys, my co-wanglers, if they treat me with respect, I treat them with respect. And at the end of the day, I want them to catch fish. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I will. if I get what I need, I will take you to catch you fish if you treat me right. Yeah. No, but I, if you don't treat me right, it, that parallel in that bank can be a long day. Yeah. So, You're dead on, man. No, I've always viewed it as a learning experience. Um and uh man sometimes it can absolutely suck <laughs> when you get a draw where you're like man this is uh bad just maybe a, a guy doesn't really know what he's doing um but then you get draws like spencer sheffield and and guys who blow you away and it's worth every every yeah. little bit 
for the learning, not because I caught him good or whatever it may be. It's it's the learning is was Miles' viewpoint on the co-angler side of things. Yeah, I mean, there's days that you're going to get that guy that's that he's on fish. He knows what he's doing, and then there's days you're going to draw the rookie. Mm-hmm. And you know, some of my best days on the water have been with that rookie. You know, we didn't catch fish or something. You know, it wasn't on fish, but we just had a good day. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, become friends. You know. Yep. Um, but then there's been days I've been on the water where I've been on there with, you know, freaking points leader and he's a jerk, <laughs> you know, you yeah. never know. So, um, it is definitely, a, it's a great deal to do. It's a great way to learn. So I, I learned a lot doing it. I, I did the BFLs, coast the series and a few FLW tour events, um, yeah. as a co-angler. And, and I met a lot of people in the industry and become friends with a lot of people. Uh, actually, the guy that's linking with me this year with a co-angler I drew and I don't know, I think I drew him like those arcs in 2016 or 17. And I actually had a O-ring on my high-pressure fuel pump crack. Oh, wow. During the last day of practice. And I never got it fixed until after day one. So morning of day one, when the blast off comes, I just like idled over here to the side, dropped the trolling motor, went fishing. Didn't have a good day. And this guy gets my boat on day two and he's like, yeah, man, I'm leading. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> well, <laughs> tell you what, it's your lucky day. You get to do whatever you want to do today. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I ended up, well, the day was up, taking him to some fish I'd found earlier in the week and backing him behind a dock and, and letting him catch a four pounder and, and just trying to help him win it we become really good friends and, you know, we talk all the time and, and, you know, he texts me up, you know, we, he's going to link with me this, this year. And he texts me a day and he goes, man, I'm really sick of winter. He's like, I'm thinking about fishing the Southerns. Do you really need me? Like, Absolutely. I do. <laughs> You're linking with me. You already told me you were, Yeah. So, but we become really good friends and you, you can build those relationships with people in this industry. You know, it, it's it's amazing the friends that you can meet and, and have. You know, Jason That's Lambert and I good. talk about them all the talk about it all the time. Is there's so many things about this sport that's relationships. I mean, everything. Ever know? Um, there's been sponsors of his that were just co-anglers that drew out with him five or six years ago, and he treated them right. I mean, that's how I met Jason Lambert. That's why Jason Lambert sent a blazer boat today. I was his co-anchor one time. Wow. I think Harris chain. And, you know, we hit it off. We become really good friends. And he come to the plant one year, looked at the boat, and it's, you know, but we just couldn't get anything to work out. And the next year he called me and said, like, hey, I'm ready to come now. Mm-hmm. And we were able to put something together. But that's all because of a relationship built off of co-anchor and then cody meyer he was jason's travel partner jason put him in a 650 and he loved it and cody meyer's here today because of jason lambert wow all due to a relationship with a co-anchor so you you never know i mean i have boat dealers that you know i drew as a co-angler you know and i i treated them right um so client you wow. never know who you're going to meet in, in the boat. No, you're dead on. You're dead on, Chris. And uh, that's what I love about it. And I love about uh, everything about bass fishing is the 
more than anything is people you meet and um the vast majority everyone's respectful and, and help each other out and it's a it's a cool industry and yeah. um no nah, man that's it's a cool industry it's a small industry but it's a cool industry that's exactly right exactly right well chris we're gonna wrap things up man appreciate you taking the time out and uh happy new year to you you too and excited excited for 2023 and everything that blazer has going if you folks haven't um at this point the whole zach burge deal will be released the dav boats is going to be all over blazer social media check them out um any anywhere else you want people to to go and look and, and plug right now chris well you know it's just yeah follow blazer boats we're, we're working hard to do new things uh each and every day to listen to our customers. We do have something else that we're working on, maybe for 2024 year model. Mm. Could be, uh, could be very interesting. I like so, it. I like uh, the teasing. I like it. Yeah, we're, uh, you know, we're constantly looking forward. Uh, and that's, that's the best way to be successful in, in my opinion. And um, we've, we've got some really cool stuff coming on the Bay boat side, mm. like right now, um but we may have something cool coming down the road on the bass boat side um be cool. interesting to see uh some stuff we're, we're drawing it's on paper we're, we're working on it um gonna have another meeting about it here in a couple of weeks when i'm at the plant with cody meyer picking up his boat nice so hopefully that happens because that's going to be you know another shot in the arm for blazer that i think it's gonna gonna go over well um other question is, when are you getting your new blazer? <laughs> We've been talking about this for a couple of years. And, I know, man. You know, you're like, disclose, and then you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. It's coming eventually here. I'd like to get into a blazer. There's no doubt. Um, I like the boats a lot. Well, I mean, making making find you a really good deal. On one. I know. I know a guy that I can call anyway. So. Uh, we're actually starting to get some stock boats out. Yeah, there. I was going to say. Now you have them oh, in stock. Some stock. <laughs> yeah. So, got some beautiful boats. Uh, beautiful boats going out there. I've got one going to Texas this week. That's just like my boat last year. And Your boat is cool last year. In a six twenty-five, it's going to be mm. absolutely gorgeous. Um, I like those small boats. It, it's, uh, you know, I've got several of them out there. I got one that's silver and teal. I mean, old school color. That is old. It turned out freaking gorgeous. Um, so yeah, when you get ready, call me. We're ready to put you in one. Yeah. Cool, Chris. Awesome, uh, man. Well, we'll stay in touch. I'll be at the classic. Um, we'll run into you there for sure. And yeah. uh, as always, man, thank you for for coming on and and glad uh, glad Blazers rocking and rolling and uh, helping our veterans out. And uh, we appreciate you getting behind it and uh, and the opportunity uh, to build a to share it absolutely all right man happy new year have a good one you too buddy have a good right. one we'll see you all right guys and with that we are going to wrap up the first episode of 2023 awesome to see what blazer's doing with dav and um i think it's an important thing and as brands build and we all kind of have something that we can do that's an option for folks and uh, definitely something to consider so glad to see that. And to wrap things up, two things. Number one, again, the Omnia giveaway, the Daiwa Reels giveaway ends tonight. The link is in the bio for that. But please go ahead and 
look at that if you are interested in Daiwa Reels. Giveaway through Omnia. And then give us, the Serious Angler Network, a podcast review, uh, a like, a subscribe on YouTube. Those things all help us. And then Bailey is always harping on my social media game. He's done a fantastic job with his social media as well as Andrew. Um, but if you guys haven't, go go uh, go follow me personally on Instagram. I do great. It's Adam Deacon, uh, Adam underscore Deacon, I believe, on Instagram. So um, with that, and of course, follow Serious Angler and everything we've got going on on social media there. So with that, guys, I'm going to wrap things up and wishing all of you guys a fantastic 2023 and uh, excited for the year. well that was an awesome show hope you guys enjoyed it if you can and your app allows it please leave us a rating and review it really helps us get seen more which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys so hope you enjoyed it and if you did and you liked some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners. All of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners, where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Sears Sanger fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.